station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's gone 26 minutes after the hour of 9 and welcome back. Uh, and this is of course the post-tariq program taking up until 11 o'clock this evening. Just at a glance, what we'll be looking at for the next, uh, should I say, hour and a half. Uh, we'll be starting off with Okaf SA and looking at the Project 21, which was initiated uh, between Voice of the Cape, uh, Sanzaf and Okaf SA. Uh, we'll be having some guests in studio and online at the after, inshallah, after the 10 p.m news we're gonna be taking some requests and messages it's still people's birthdays even though it's Ramadan you get your cake after Maghrib but you still get your cake and uh, then also whatever other messages come through we'll be fielding that right, right up until 11 then 11 to 12 we have our juice for the day inshallah recited by students from Madrasa Ahli Al-Quran under the tutelage of Sheikh Mahdi Nakadin but of course the first up we're chatting to uh, Mikhail Kalia and company who will be giving us an update on what was dubbed Project 21 Masjid Renovation. Voice of the Cape embarked on in conjunction with Okaf SA. And now the team will be giving us uh, feedback on the progress they've made since the project was launched last Ramadan. And uh, Mikhail is online. Hassanain and Shahid joins us in studio. I'll greet them all together. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Well, of course, uh, um, gentlemen, uh, I think I'll start off with Mikhail, who uh, was the deputy CEO of OCAF SA. And uh, looking at the project that uh, has now been in a year running now, Alhamdulillah, I think that uh, this is the first project of its kind, something that is looking to uplift masjid across the Western Cape, most particularly in the needy areas. Mikhail, Mikhail first of all, uh, has... The, has the background knowledge about to take us through to take us through the background uh, to this project uh, for those people who are just tuning in now and just getting just getting to grips with uh, Project Twenty One? Take uh, take us through the need for this program. Okay, assalamu alaikum uh, to you uh, and to the listeners of Voice of the Cape. Uh, you know, Bukhara South Africa and Voice of the Cape have a very good working relationship. And particularly, Okaf South Africa, as well as Sanzaf, has a particular masjid uh, building wakaf fund, and also an emerging communities development uh, wakaf fund. And if you understand the nature of the wakaf, is that the capital of the wakaf remains intact, but the return of the investment we use for various downstream projects. Um, and part of the wakaf that we have is a dedicated wakaf for the development of masajid. Uh, Islamic institutions and also, uh, as I've mentioned before, either emerging Muslim communities uh, in, in the township and also in, in other uh, underprivileged areas. So we received a call from one of your uh, presenters or producers, Mishka Dadis, last year and said, Voice of the Cape wants to, for their 21st year of broadcasting on radio, we want to build a masjid. So I told her, Mishka, do you know what it entails to build a masjid? So she said, well, okay, we didn't think it uh, through, uh, uh, you know, to the fact that we needed land and the cost that goes with uh, building a new masjid, etc., etc., and also the time period. So we proposed and we suggested with uh, our partner institution, Sanzaf and, and Voice of the Cape, we said, why don't we take... Uh, a few of the masajid was in the township areas because we had just visited uh, some of them and we witnessed and experienced the very poor quality of number one the structure and also 
Number two, the conditions that the imams and the muadzins have to work in within those particular areas. And in particular, there was one place that we visited in Kayalicha, and the imam had, with his two children and his wife, was living in a room that wasn't bigger than uh, three by three square meters. And just, you know, the, 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 the level of underdevelopment within those particular areas. Uh, and then when this call came, we said, why don't we take a few of these massages and plow in a little bit of resources as a, you know, within the first year or the pilot year and upscale those particular uh, institutions in order to do small little innovations in order to bring them up to a particular level uh, of suitability. So we then looked at it and Voice of the Cape being one of the partner institutions said, well, we're broadcasting for 21 years, maybe we should look at 21 <laughs> institutions and massage it. And that's exactly what we did. So we had a process of nominations on the radio station, if the listeners would recall last year, and I think about 53 or 56 uh, centers were nominated for upgrades. And we went through then an evaluation process and uh, a weighting criteria with regard to which type of institution to qualify for, uh, you know, the particular upgrades. And thereafter, we then uh, came up with our final list of, um, you know, uh, beneficiaries or recipient institutions. And we handed it over to a very qualified team of quantity surveyors, uh, I think they're architects and also building contractors at the, that particular time, headed by our brother in the studio, Shahid Esso. So they then embarked on a survey, um, and we thought, you know, not being within the building industry, we thought, ah, you know, we'll just put a little bit of money and, and we'll be able to get the, the project up and running. And they cautioned us, and they said, look, let's do a thorough and a proper job. And Shahid will speak a little bit later on as to what that entailed. But with, you know, the gift of hindsight, or the accuracy of hindsight, I think it was, in actual fact, the correct decision that we took to have undergone an intensive uh, survey process at each of these institutions. Um, and the survey in, uh, allowed us to map out each institution, the size, the tiles, what the condition of the massage it was, etc. And based on that, we looked at the project and uh, worked commenced uh, about, uh, uh, I think, about a month or a month and a half ago. And we are almost at the stage where phase one of that particular development was uh, is nearing completion. So we allocated a nominal amount of, a, I think, about 10,000 rand to each institution uh, to do that basic upgrade. Um, and in our minds, 10,000 rand may not seem a lot, but the value that we got from our partner institutions as well as, you know, the, the people that were working on the project was much more than the 10,000 rand. And the idea is that this is just, you know, phase one. And inshallah, our aim and our objective is to upscale these institutions to becoming fully functional and operational institutions, inshallah. Inshallah. I mean, that, just uh, looking at, uh, um, you obviously shortlisting those masjid uh, to the final 21 that you had. Was it a difficult task in terms of looking at the needs of masjid? And also, um, did it perhaps open your eyes to a need that there is within the community, particularly when it comes to our places of worship? 
No, definitely. I think the reality that we live in in South Africa is that we live in a in a, a city of two tails, if one can call it that. We've got the opulence of uh, areas like like Camps Bay, and then also the middle class areas where most of the Muslim community is concentrated in. And then we've got the very dire, very um, poor, underdeveloped areas of the townships that have been historically segregated as a result of uh, the spatial planning of apartheid, uh, you know, urban policies. So that dynamic exists, and we need to try our best in order to upscale these institutions, in order to bring them up to a particular standard. And um, the brothers who are working on the project will relate to you the fact that although it was a small amount of money, the huge difference and the impact that that has made, for example, to put a roof that doesn't leak, um, you know, on the masjid. That that is a major improvement to people who have to perform karaoke in the heart of winter with, you know, rain pouring down on them. So, you know, just doing and remodeling a wudukhana, for example, um, you know, just putting a decent cap on the wudu khana and tiling out a piece of, of, of that outside wudu facility that the, that the communities, uh, you know, uh, were, were using all these years. Not having ceiling boards, for example, in, in, in the masajid. You know, that speaks volumes, the little bit that we were able to do in year one. And as I said, we would like to carry it on into, into further phases of the project. Um, but that speaks volumes to the impact and the change that these small little alterations and small little renovations have done uh, for those particular communities. Obviously now you've created links with these 21 masjids and uh, when the project has been completed, uh, inshallah, sometime in the future, um, are you looking at maintaining links and uh, perhaps uh, Make, maintaining that that sense sense of uh, monitoring the process, uh, if there's if there's ever a need to go back into those areas uh, and and service that 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 community. No, definitely, and I think it, it, it ties in with the general concept of the worker system. Uh, as I've mentioned before, the worker system is a long-term sustainable mechanism which the Nabi Sallallahu so implemented so. for the sustainable development of our ummah. So when we talk about the, uh, the reintroduction or the repopularization of the worker system in South Africa, we're talking about the fact that we're looking at sustainable community development. And therefore, the projects that OCAR South Africa embarks on needs to be sustainable uh, going forward. And therefore, um, you know, those 21 massages and also the additional massages that we'd like to add onto this particular program moving forward into the future, uh, we have to build a sustainability model or mechanism into uh, those particular projects to ensure that, you know, um, they are, number one, self-sustainable, and number two, um, you know, we do not have a repeat of the um, underdevelopment that has taken place uh, as, a, as a result of our historical legacy that we've inherited. Also, um, Mikhail, just just a question. Perhaps might, this might be slightly unfair, but um, would you say then also that the fact that we do find massage that are in such a poor state of, of disrepair, um, could that also be as a result of perhaps not all but some masjids where 
it's established based on the need there, but uh, perhaps the wakaf is not attuned or there is no real wakaf in place to govern and to uplift that uh, particular area or the people aren't educated enough in terms of, in terms of that. No, I think that is, uh, that is definitely a very, very accurate uh, assessment of the situation on the ground. And I think that it is twofold. The first, historically, throughout the, the, the modern world, the wakaf system has... Um, the real essence of the wakaf system has been lost as a result of our colonial legacies uh, within the Arab lands and also the various Arab regimes that, um, you know, utilize the wakaf system in order for their own personal gain. Uh, generally, the wakaf system is there for the sustainability of the Muslim community. And at the height of the Islamic empires and Islamic civilization, you found that the wakaf system was the one that was driving that type of uh, cultural and civilizational development uh, within those particular societies. So uh, the, the need for the establishment of Okaf South Africa was based on the fact that as a community in South Africa, we understood Wakaf as being that masjid, uh, being the Quran in the masjid, and being that uh, avaya that the person wears if, when he doesn't have, you know, his own uh, soap uh, to make salah in. So, as well as the madrasas and various institutions. So, we understand the concept of Wakaf in that it doesn't belong to us and that it has to remain in perpetuity for the benefit of society. What we've lost and what we haven't implemented, and that's where Okaf South Africa is is coming in, is the developmental side of the, or the um, uh, the economic developmental side that the Wakaf system basically has to play with in our society. So you are absolutely correct because in in uh, years gone by, in our height of the Ottoman Empire, for example, and the, the various other Islamic empires. They would not start something uh, if there wasn't a wakaf to fund the program of that particular uh, institution. So you would have uh, an income-generating asset that would be uh, established first and foremost in order to fund the sustainability of those particular institutions. And that is the need that we have within South Africa in order to develop that institutionalization of OCAF or the Wakaf system for a sustainable mechanism or sustainable revenue stream for our various projects, inshallah. Shukran, Mikhail. And of course, uh, that's uh, Mikhail Kalia, Deputy CEO of OCAF SA. Um, Mikhail, I would like you to stay with us. Uh, after the sure. break, I'm going to be turning my attention to uh, Sunayn Abdullah, who's with me, as well as Mr. Shade Isop, and looking at some of the other aspects of Project 21. But that's all coming up after this break. Stay tuned. The Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM Stereo Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Welcome back uh, to VSC It's uh, 9.43 We're still in studio with uh, some of the members of Okaf SA We also have Michael Kalia online He's the Deputy CEO of Okaf SA And in studio we have Asanayn Abdullah Projects Manager As well as uh, Mr. Shane Isop uh, Projects manage, uh, pro- project Manager as well And uh, the gentlemen are in studio with us now To chat about some of the more technical aspects of uh, the Project 21 Now the 21 refers to 21 Masajid uh, that are going to be serviced by this initiative or have, are being serviced by this initiative and this is 
a uh, tripartite uh, program between uh, 91.3 FM, The Voice of the Cape, as well as Okafese and South African National Zakah Fund. So now, um, looking at uh, uh, this, the, the issue of, uh, um, should I say, the community aspect, uh, obviously um, it's not just about uh, just propping up a building, but we want to create links with the community. So I'll ask this, que- uh, frame this question and pose it, uh, pose it to Hasnain, who's on my left hand side. Hasnain, if we look, if we look at um, the, what the project aims to achieve within the community in drawing in the in the the, the community in the in the immediate vicinity, um, what has been the response from the public to this initiative? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. We have over the past uh, few months, we have had, once the surveys have been completed with the respective masajid, we have conducted uh, briefing sessions with the respective uh, masjid committees. And with that, it's been quite a lengthy um, session where we had um, Sanzef uh, on board, we had Shahid, we had uh, the builders and the respective uh, masjid committees. And we have we have started and forged relationships with these various committees uh communities and we have had a deeper insight to the needs uh of the committee uh of the community you know uh through these uh masajid uh, committees now now in looking at in looking at these relationships that you have forged would you say then that that would better help you because we've spoken about this being sustainable projects or looking at it becoming sustainable projects in the sense that um it's not just about let's just put up a roof let's just put on the floor and then everything is done basically uh part of the the, the concept of the wakaf and part of the concept of the rejuvenation of these masjids is that we want to maintain and grow on that on that basis so uh, uh would you say that a relationship is is key in 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 helping this process grow definitely we did find that certain um Certain committees or certain communities, um, they were quite uh, a foot away. And we did find, um, converse that we did find many masjid committees that were struggling to pay the imams, were struggling to meet uh, overheads and so on. So there's uh, a need, um, as the long-term view, to have more sort of a sustainability 101 kind of a workshop or intervention there to assist them, you know, to really add value to that long-term relationship. Now, so now uh, I would turn my attention to the gentleman in front of me, Mr. Shahid Esop, uh, and uh, um, I believe this man has been very heavily involved uh, with the project in a hands-on capacity. Um, now, if we look at the assessment of uh, the needs of the masjids, and uh, if we look at from top to bottom, what are, what are some some of the immediate needs within the uh, 21 masjids that you have identified um, as, as as something that needs that needed to be addressed? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Fasih, um, <coughs> as Mikhail and, and, and Hassanain explained, uh, this project started quite a while back. And um, the mandate was that each masjid would be allocated 10,000 rand to do um, the basics, you know, to upgrade the mosque um, and make it decent. Um, 10,000 rand within the uh, um, building and property environment is uh, it's not a lot of money, right? So when we initially started this project, um, you know, Okaf, Sanza, Voice of the Cape and, and all the other members, um, we had sort of ambitious plans in place that maybe we could go green and do certain things, etc., etc. That is still on the horizon. But the reality was with 10,000 Rand, um, 
You have to make choices. What are you going to do? In order to get a, a clear view of the choices we had to make, um, it was decided, let's do a survey of each and every mosque. So we went out, formulated a, 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 a survey sort of questionnaire, visited the masajid, had the questionnaires filled out, um, took photographs um, and did a detailed itemized breakdown of whatever was required at the mosque in order to bring it up to a standard that we would consider reasonable, right? Interestingly enough, on average, each mosque um, that we visited, the amount of work that needed to be done on average would have costed us about 290000 Now, clearly, 290000 costs versus the 10000 allocated with chalk and cheese. We had to head back to the drawing board because what were we going to do? Um, we then engaged uh, Shami Hendricks, the builder, and uh, we asked him to assist just in terms of doing his assessment of, um, you know, how do we maximize what we do have. So based on the report, based on Eastside visits, we then sat down again and, and decided that, you know, let's do certain things, obviously within that 10,000. And the important thing was, one, the structural stability of the mosque. Now, that might sound strange, but believe it or not, certain of the masajid, the roofs, uh, if you look at it, uh, over time would probably fall in, right? And that was a danger that was the risk to the musallis too. Um, in certain masajid, uh, you could clearly see there was uh, water ingress, um, damp problems, so that had to be fixed. Furthermore, some of the masajid that we visited, right, it was like a sauna because uh, corrugated iron walls, corrugated iron roofs, you walk in there, problem in excess of 40 degrees. I, and really, how does one perform um, your, your prayers in, in, in 41 degree weather, etc. So, facing all of this, um, and the budget constraints, uh, we got various partners on board, hardware suppliers, etc., etc., the builders that came to the party, and we decided let's look at damp issues, let's fix that, and also, if there's any risk to human life, let's make the structure stable. So that was a mandate, and we went out there, and that is what was done. Roofs were replaced in certain instances. Um, we, we, it was necessary. Additional structures was uh, implemented just to support the roofing structure. Um, we waterproofed the roofs. We waterproofed certain of the walls just to prevent uh, water ingress and damp, etc. And um, that was a process that we followed. And Alhamdulillah, I must say that um, thus far um, we moved. We haven't moved very fast, but um, we're at a stage now where we can look back and 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 do an assessment of what we've done thus far. Um, there's still a lot more that has to be done, clearly. But um, I think as a start, we kind of know where we're headed. We kind of know what we need to do. And I think based on that information, we can hopefully with the next couple of masjid, we can do maybe a better job. And um, inshallah, the, 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 at the end of the day, the community will benefit uh, from this project. Inshallah. Um, obviously, um, I've listened to you talk about the huge discrepancy between the 10,000 Rand and the 200, uh, in excess of 200,000 Rand in terms of renovations that were needed. Uh, but also, I, I was at a particular masjid, a very, very impoverished, poor masjid uh, that is on the list here. And um, I was looking at the board 
uh, at the time, uh, just after Juma, and they were saying they collected about, I think, if I'm not mistaken, 150 rand for Juma. And they were thanking the community and it was written on the board. And now, if I'm thinking about it, if, if, even if that 10,000 rand itself can make a difference, subhanAllah, because uh, how are you going to be able to raise those funds with the operational cost of the masjid? On top of that, to be able to do all of these renovations. So, this is so crucial that Al-Kaf ISA becomes involved in these projects to be able to uplift and to develop uh, these masjids so that uh, we, can, we, we can make things and make life comfortable for our Muslims and also at the same time also so that uh, we can continue to, to, to improve. Because at the end of the day, what Al-Kaf is doing here is it's, it's in a sense not only is it a form of da'wah in our community, but also as a sense of development and growth for future generations. Inshallah. But what we'll do now is take a bit of a break. When we come back, uh, we still have Mikhail Kalia online. Uh, we're chatting about uh, Okaf Issa and Project 21. That's VSC, Okaf Issa and Sanzaf in partnership. The Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM Stereo Alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Welcome back It's uh, 9.58 We just got two moments before we go to break uh, So I, And I know we've still got Mikhail Kalia in line uh, I just want to go back to uh, The gentleman for a moment Mikhail, can you, are you still with us? Mikhail, are you still with us? Yes, I am uh, over to you. Uh, we you've listened to um, some of what has been said. Um, from your fr- from your perspective, uh, if we're looking oh. at uh, Okaf essay in the broader context, are you, uh, would you say then that um, you know what has been? Uh, we've heard that uh, um, uh, Shane Isop has been outli- outlining the, the 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 challenges in terms of from a costing perspective, the astronomical cost of even renovating a masjid uh, as opposed to the 10,000 that was allocated and having to become smart about how you're going to then uh, employ those funds. Would you say that um, this is very much a long-term project for OCAF SA? You know, inshallah, I think it is definitely a long-term project. And, um, <clears throat> you know, there was a little bit of method in the madness. And, uh, you know, as a team when we were sitting, uh, there were various options that were given and saying, why don't we just take all the full 210,000 and do a particular masjid? And uh, I stuck to the guns and I said, no, we, we said 21 masjid at 10,000 rand. And there was particular reasons behind it. Uh, number one, we didn't know uh, the enormity of the project that we were engaging ourselves, uh, we, were be, we were engaging on uh, or embarking on. Number two, we were going into a territory that was relatively unknown to relief organizations or relief institutions. So um, we needed to build up a relationship and an understanding with the various committees with regard to you know how they operate, how we operate, etc., etc. And then number three, we needed to conduct that survey, and the survey was was brilliantly done. I think there's about um, each. Masajid had, I think between, you can correct me, but between 15 and 20 pages of detailed um, measurements, bills um, of quantities, etc., etc. So as you do a professional project, each of those masjids were, uh, went through that particular process. And for, for that, we need to thank Shahid and his uh, company uh, for, for actually providing that service free of charge. So the the cost of the ten thousand, and if you take the report alone into consideration, that was in excess of that. The um, the reduction in costs that we received from various uh, role players 
So that 10,000 rand actually amounted to something tangibly, if one had to look at it in market terms, would be about 30 to 40,000 rand uh, worth of work that was done. But it allowed us uh, really uh, confidently to have a document that is sellable, if one can call it that, to the funding community and also to the donor community to say, look, we've got this particular uh, 21 massage, we've got this function, and not all of them need carpets, for example. So when people started hearing about this project and we started posting some of the pictures, we got a call from somebody that said, right, I want to donate carpets, right? And if you go into any masjid today, uh, the majority of them would not be able to tell you how many square meters of carpet they require if there is a donor that is prepared to give them all the carpets free. I got the call and I phoned Shahid and I said, Shahid, this is the call, this is the, the place that has been made. Uh, give me a tally of the square meter each that is required. Within, I think, five or ten minutes, Shahid pulled up a list of the massages that required carpets, not the ones that didn't require carpets, the ones that required carpets with the square meters, and I was able to give it to the the, the, the donor within, call it half an hour. So this is the type of value add that um, this project has is going to bear fruits within the next two to three years, inshallah. And we've got a five-year view on these particular massages to bring them up to a level that is conducive to, number one, performing Ibada properly, but number two, being a functional community center. And I think that is the the, the, the key lesson of, uh, or the key take from this particular project is that within the next couple of years we will ensure, inshallah ensure that through the benefit of the walk system and our various other partners, these communities will thrive into you know be, becoming functional uh, centers and functional communities, inshallah. Inshallah. The voice there of uh, Mikhail Konya, who is Deputy CEO of OCAF SA. We're going to take a break. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back. It's uh, still uh, 91.3 FM, and uh, we're looking at the OCAF uh, project. 21 that's uh, a uh, uh, initiative between okaf essay uh, voice of the cape as well as sansaf this was started and will launch rather in ramadan of 2015 and we're looking at how far we've come in the project uh, some strides have been made uh, in trying to uplift the 21 masajid we spoke about the criteria for selection uh, we've spoken about um how the communities have benefited thus far but also um I think one of the questions that I uh, that I, I think begs an answer in terms of um, if we look at the masjid as a whole, sustainability uh, is something that depends on a, on a variety of factors. It depends on the uh, willingness of the community. It depends on uh, you know the sustainability in terms of funds ongoing, and uh, in terms also also the attitude I think of 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 of, of, of people to the main, to maintain maintaining uh, a particular a, a particular initiative that has been started so if we look at uh, sustainability and this is this question i want to throw out to hasanayn um we, we, traditionally we've looked at the masjid only one way but is there another way that we can explore in terms of uh understanding the masjid and the purpose and and the use thereof in order for us to extend those services not only the services uh, that the masjid provides but also to get the community involved 
We have found during our consultation sessions with the various massage committees that there is more than just a place of prayer. We found out that there's programs such as or there's a need for skills development, either sewing, getting some sort of a revenue stream for the community to assist in the sustainability. We find that lots of these masjids uh, have uh, madrasas and so we've also found out that the masjid is not just a place of prayer. It's a congregating point for the community and we find that lot uh, in many of the emerging uh, communities this uh, we should view it as that you know um, these uh, masjids should be a place where street committees have the meetings and there's buying from various uh, uh, faiths within the in the committee so we don't actually po- polarize you know um, different uh, segments mm-hmm. in in the community and then also another aspect is um, I think just uh, this whole issue about going green uh, we've heard now recently we've had some rains, but it's not ex- necessarily like uh, the, the the kind of rains we had last year. So there's a concern of um, uh, being able to conserve water. Uh, and uh, the I- idea I think that we are talking about is uh, um, grey water in a sense, of how we can preserve that and how we can use that on the masjid premises to be able to benefit the community. So I want to then bring in a Shahidi on that, on, that, on that aspect and just talk about what uh, what we can do in terms of, 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 of renewing or renewable renewable resources at the masjids to be able to help bring across this idea of sustainability and, and intervention within, within that premises. Um. <coughs> Fazik, we're working on this project and, and, and just given the environment that we're in, um, we've just heard on the news now that on average our dam levels is about 35%. So I think there's a moral imperative on, on each and every one uh, um, that's affected by this drought to, to save water as far as possible. Now we've done rough calculations and we've said that, you know, on average, or anecdotally it, it, it reflects that um, one person takes to do and uses about 10 litres. Right now, for to take kudu for each watt, 50 liters. Let's extend that a bit further. We know that within the Western Cape, there's about I think 180 188 masajid um, within the Western Cape. Now, assuming uh, a mosque is about uh, can accommodate 100 people, and we all know <laughs> the masajid, depending on where you are, can accommodate many more, but let's just assume 100 people, right. 100 people times 50 liters per day, assuming everyone goes to that mosque and everyone takes to do, that's 5,000 liters per day, right? And um, that's 150, um, am I right? Yeah, 150,000 liters per month where you do water are just going down the drain, literally. Now, who do water, probably 90% of it is clean. But it's being flushed away, and um, I believe that um, as 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 a community, it's an imperative that uh, we try and harvest that water. How can we do that? There's what they call a grey water system, um, where we can take that water and redirect it maybe to our WCs, that is our toilets, and we can flush our toilets with it, or let's put it in a storage tank and we can use it possibly for vegetable gardens. Um, in fact, even uh, uh, the mosque can have a, 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 a car wash day and 
generate revenue for the masajid, etc. Because our water is valuable. Water is valuable, and 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 we should take it more seriously going forward. Now, um, we embarked on a a, a project at at the Drift Sands Mosque, uh, which had JoJo tanks. We are busy um, getting a pump just in order to pump the water, etc., etc. But that would be uh, the first of our masjid that would have it or for this Project 21. And we hope that as funds become available, we can implement various um, uh, um, systems to conserve uh, water going forward, and especially our do water. Um, because, again, we cannot go on um, if we have dam levels of what, 35%, you know? And I believe that that's... Our, 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 it's, it's our moral imperative to, to do that. Uh, on that note, we're going to go for a break again. And when we come back, uh, I think we'll just uh, start to get into the meat of the issue. Uh, and before we do conclude, we're talking to some of the members of OCAF SA, talking about Project 21. Uh, that's, of course, the VOC uh, OCAF uh, uh, and Sanzaf initiative uh, talking about Masjid Re- Re- Renovation Project for 2015-2016 now and hopefully inshallah extending this uh, long term uh, inshallah I mean back after this Die luister na die stem van die kaap op 91.3 en 95.8 FM stereo Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back. Uh, it's 10.30 on The Voice of the Cape and uh, we're still in studio with Okaf SA. Uh, before we go any further, I just have received a janazah that I would like to share with you. Uh, this one is the janazah of Hajjani Fatima Janjika, wife of late Haji Sharif Janjika, off number 10 Second Avenue, Craven B Estate, leaving house at 12.30 for the Hasami Masjid. Thereafter, going to the Johnson Road Makbara. Contact Amanullah, the secretary of Usami, on 082-516-0799 or 021-931-2525. That's 021-931-2525 or 082-516-0799 for the Janazah of Hajiani uh, Fatima Janjikar, wife of late Haji Sharif Janjikar, of number 10 Second Avenue, Craven B Estate, time Janazah 12.30. That's where they leaving the house inshallah we say inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun well um we're in the last few minutes now of the segment where we have been discussing project 21 and time has really flown uh, i think there's so much we can talk about in terms of the reju- reju- rejuvenation of um these masjids these 21 masjids and i think the work is only beginning now subhanallah um i i would like to go back to um uh mikhail who's still online with us uh, uh mikhail if if yeah. if we listen to uh, what has been said before the break by Shahid in terms of um, you know what masjids can do from their perspective in order to uh, uh, in order to conserve at least, would you say that as part of the intention of Okaf is not just to to help solve immediate problems but also long term to be able to help support masjids in developing their own structures and being able to become sustainable themselves? No, no, definitely, I think that. Um a few years ago, if I'm not mistaken, about five or six years ago, there was a documentary that was done by Al Jazeera uh, International on a project that Oka funded um, with some youth who, uh, at Kalshian Fontaine Masjid and a few other masajid, uh, did a survey on, you know, the Masjid Water project. Um, so it, it has been an ongoing program within uh, Oka's um, scope of work. We look at 
these particular masjids and how to harvest, as Shahid was saying, the the grey water, the wudu water, in order to recycle it and, and utilize it as best and efficiently as possible. So I think that um, what we need to do is we need to ensure that, um, you know, the, the sensitivities of the environment, the, the national environment that we as Muslims are supposed to uh, respect and also, um, you know, uh, conserve as best as possible. So we we need to look at the, the water issue. We need to look at the uh, solar and, you know, all the electrical or the uh, electricity challenges that we have within South Africa. Alhamdulillah, that's why we haven't had load shedding. But last year, it, it posed a serious problem when uh, in the heart of winter, Ramadan, uh, you know, certain massages had no access to electricity or to generators or to, you know, batteries that could power up the massages. And that was a real problem, you know, for, for, for the type of facilities that, you know, people were using. So moving forward, I think this uh, necessitates for us to think out of the box, to think at new and innovative ways to conserve our environment and the stresses of the limits. Uh, limited resources that we have at our disposal currently within South Africa as a result of the drought and various other uh, infrastructure challenges that the country is undergoing. So we need to, as a civil society movement, uh, you know, as a civic uh, body, as a body collective, as a Muslim community, we need to start looking at ways and means of generating our self-sustainability once again, that, that, that topic of self-sustainability comes into play again. And most definitely through the ongoing and the perpetuity of the worker system, one is actually able to ensure that uh, once we've got a dedicated project, we've got a dedicated community, and we've got a dedicated worker fund that looks after those various projects, that that form of sustainability uh, moves through uh, throughout the um, you know the chain of, of uh, activities at our various institutions and within our community. Jazakallah. I think uh, in the final moments now, I just want to go around the table. And firstly, uh, I want to start with uh, Mr. Hasnain on my left hand side, and just uh, uh, just just talk quickly about Okaf. Is I know that this is not the only project that uh, Okaf has been running. I see also on your website there's been an iftar uh, project that uh, you guys have been running, and um, there's various other things that Okaf is doing. Just take us through, um, you know, Okaf SA as an organisation beyond just the project 21, uh, and also um, if people would like to donate any of your projects and particularly the project 21 um how do they, how do they go about doing that okay in order to find out a little bit more about the projects i don't think i'll have enough time to really do justice to all of the products uh the projects uh, that uh OCAF is undertaking but um there is an application that we do have so if you are using an android device uh, you can download it and if you are using a uh, Apple or iPhone device you can download that and the Apple enable you to find out uh, more about the work that we're currently doing and we also do if you are interested in terms of what we are doing we always need resources to make these uh, projects uh, kind of sustainable and long term you can make a pledge uh, right on the application and so on and if you um, have been listening to these uh, 
interview and this news on project 21 and you want to find out more you can go on to the website can i give the website link okay the website link uh, to the okaf website link is uh, okaf.org.za so it's awqafsa.org.za forward slash project 21 and this will give you all of the information of the project to date from 2015 to date and there is a nice promo video there a uh, little video it will give you more information with regards to that uh, and on this page also we do have our bank account details our net bank uh, bank account details so if you are keen to get involved please make use of this uh, bank account details and just give a reference of project 21 when you do make a uh, sort of a pledge or a donation towards the project and then also, Mr. Shane, is some final words from your side, sir? Um, I'd like to say that, you know, Project 21 is only the beginning. The What we dealt with was effectively the bricks and mortar of the mosque. But as we know, the mosque has uh, operational costs. Uh, there's a community surrounding the mosque. And um, that all impacts on uh, society, on the masjid, etc. And also this uh, Project 21 was, um, well, we had numerous volunteers and I think um, as I said we just started off so if there are more volunteers maybe better ideas or maybe if there's more people that could assist we we would welcome any assistance going forward inshallah inshallah that account details is Okaf SA Net Bank account number 1469053934 branch code one four six nine oh five and the reference numbers project twenty one if you want to get involved and the website uh forward slash project twenty one you can check out uh, the progress of the project thus far and also get some more details if you'd like to uh, contribute. Gentlemen, shukran so much uh, to all of you uh, who are joining us, Mikhail as well as uh, um, uh, Mr. Shahid Esop uh, and uh, Hasnain Abdullah for joining us uh, in studio this evening and give us an update on what I think inshallah long term would be is, is quite an exciting project and hopefully something that we can grow into uh, let's say project 41 by <laughs> next year. I mean, I mean, just permit me to thank our uh, community and donors. Last week on Saturday, Olkaf South Africa had our, our pledge line on ITV. And I think it was a history uh, and a great milestone for South African TV, not only Islamic TV, but we managed to raise 14.4 million rand in Waka funds uh, as a result of the generous donations of our community. So we'd like to thank all our donors and supporters and ambassadors um, and the executives for, for all the hard work and also, you know, developing, helping us to develop this fund. And as the Waqaf system, all of that 15.4 million is going to be dedicated to the emerging Muslim communities within the township areas for their development. The money is amazing, it remains intact, but the return of that investment is used in perpetuity for uh, development of... Uh, of uh, unfortunately, we've lost the uh, Mikael. But I think we got the gist of what's uh, perhaps, perhaps uh, um, 
in, in a future interview, inshallah, we will be able to once again touch base with him. But I think that we've got the gist of um, what he said there. And alhamdulillah, I think uh, I, I'm very excited by this project. And uh, I think that uh, going forward uh, with entrenched partnerships with the community, so much can be achieved, inshallah. But once again, gentlemen, shukran so much for joining us. All the best, inshallah. And may Allah subhanahu grant the success of this project to uh, reach the community in a way that um, it really needs and uh, moving forward that we can we can grow this this inshallah i mean assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh